0: So here's glucose. You brought it into the cytoplasm. If you're not sure what that is, that's the the actual form glucose is in. It's a cyclic six-member hexose called glucopyranoside, cyclized. And that's how it exists in the cell. Okay. You don't need to memorize anything about structure or anything, but I just want you to appreciate that that's how it is in the cell. So what we're going to do in this, this is just a, a, a more of an overview slide, so don't worry too much. We're going to cover all the steps here. But essentially, glycolysis is broken down into two phases. The first phase is you, where you activate the glucose molecule. Once it's inside the cytoplasm, you activate it, you add a phosphate, and then you change it around a little bit in terms of its structure, and then you add another phosphate, and that's where the activation part of glycolysis is, from step one through step three, okay? The second half of glycolysis is where you start breaking the molecule down, the activated form if you want, down to get energy in the form of either ATP or NADH. So glucose is a six carbon molecule, hexose, six carbon sugar at the end of glycolysis, after nine steps, you will get a three carbon keto acid called pyruvate. But you start with six, so you have to balance that equation. So you get two pyruvates. Two times three equals six. Okay? You don't lose anything, there's no black hole anywhere. Okay? So you got to account for the carbons. Okay, so here's the big picture. We start with glucose. That's inside the cytoplasm. You activate it. Once you form this molecule, you actually trap it inside the cell. It can't go anywhere. Okay? Once you phosphorylate, you add the phosphate to glucose, it's no longer able to leave. Okay, so that's very important. Then you're going to go through an isomerization here, change glucose 6-phosphate to fructose 6-phosphate. Then you add another phosphate to form fructose 1,6-phosphate. These, the, these first three steps are if you want the activation of glucose to allow the rest of glycolysis to occur. The rest of the way, you're going to produce energy in the form of NADH. You're also going to produce energy in the form of ATP, not shown here. So you will have two types of energy molecules produced from glycolysis. This is the aerobic conditions where you have enough Plenty of oxygen, and that's in most tissues. Anaerobic glycolysis, because of the lack of oxygen or lack of mitochondria in certain cells, the NADH, the NADH ends up being used up. Convert pyruvate to lactate. So under anaerobic conditions, you lose energy because the NADH is used up to convert pyruvate to lactate. I'll get. Uh, I'll speak. I'll talk more about that in a minute. So here's the overall big picture of. You hear me? Okay. Okay. If you if if i fade let me know because you know i that's sometimes it's hard for me to uh, know exactly how the sound is across there okay so so here's the big picture and that's really item number 3 if you want we covered item 1 and 2 where it takes place is in the cytoplasm in most tissues all tissues. Item number three is energy. You use two ATPs initially in those preparative states, if you want, the energy investment phase. So you use up two ATPs. In the energy generating state, or phase, you produce four ATPs, 4 minus 2, what you use up before, gives you 2 as net. You also produce 2 NADH molecules, high-energy molecules, that's down here. And you can't forget the pyruvates, 2 pyruvates. So that's the overall yield from aerobic, Glycolysis. Two NADH, two ATP, and two pyruvates. You can't hear. Better now. This uh, mic uh, keep changing positions on me. Okay. So this is the important net from aerobic glycolysis, 2-pyruvate, two 2-ATP, two 2-NADH. Two uh, again, the importance of pyruvate is pyruvate can be further oxidized later on by separate pathways, all the way to CO2. And those pathways are going to provide significant amount of energy. So, And this is an example of when you... How, how different tissues metabolize glucose. For example, the brain will take a molecule. By the way, the brain's preferred energy source is sugar, is glucose. Okay? When you have a little cup of coffee in the morning or tea or whatever, if you have it with sugar, it's probably the sugar that's surviving you okay? (laughs) Rather than the the caffeine. (laughs) But they kind of work synergistically, okay? (laughs) So don't underestimate the value of sugar for your brain function. So the brain will take glucose and oxidize it first through glycolysis, then through pyruvate dehydrogenase, through the TCA cycle, all the way to the simplest possible molecule which is CO2, with the purpose of getting every ounce of energy from glucose. Okay? Smart. Smart. The brain is smart. It wants to use as much, get as much energy out of glucose. The liver can do the same thing. But the liver has alternative pathways. It can, under specific conditions, uh, go to lactate, it can actually use some intermediates along the way to, to make fat, to make fatty acids and uh, triacylglycerol. Okay? But importantly, the liver, although this has nothing to do with glycolysis right now, the liver is uniquely uh, able to make glucose. whereas glycolysis is to consume glucose. The liver can consume and make glucose, the only organ really to, do, to be able to do that with the, the single exception of the kidney. So under specific conditions, the liver can make glucose and deliver it to the blood. Adipose tissue will, will break it down to acetyl-CoA and then can store much of that in the form of fat Muscles similar to the brain and liver can go all the way to CO2 under anaerobic conditions can produce lactate. This is unique here, erythrocytes. The last thing that erythrocytes can produce from glucose is lactate. They can't go any further. And the reason being is that erythrocytes or red blood cells don't have mitochondria. Mitochondria are very important in the conversion of pyruvate or oxidation of pyruvate all the way to CO2. All of that occurs in the mitochondria and the conversion of high energy molecules like NADH and FADH2 into usable energy as ATP also occurs in the mitochondria. So the absence of mitochondria in red blood cells prevents them from using NADH. Therefore, they use that NADH to convert pyruvate to lactate. In essence, Red blood cells are anaerobically doing, performing glycolysis. And because of that, their output of energy is much less. They produce just two ATPs from glycolysis. The NADH is used up in the conversion of uh, pyruvate to lactate. This is kind of the big picture. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but I want you to see here's glucose, here's pyruvate. There's nine steps. We're going to go through all of them here, but I want you to pay attention to a couple of things. And these things are in this uh, yellow uh, labels. And that really brings us to the item number four, where it's going to be very important. These here are rate-limiting enzymes. Step one, there are two of them, actually. Hexokinase slash glucokinase, two isozymes, PFK1, and pyruvate kinase. Three regulated steps. Those steps you want to really pay attention to. okay. And once we go get to each one, I'll tell you what you want to pay attention to. okay. The second group here, glyceraldehyde-3-phosphate dehydrogenase and phosphoglycerate kinase, these guys produce energy. So you want to know where the energy is produced. Okay? Always remember, your end point can be either pyruvate or lactate, depending on the aerobic conditions or anaerobic conditions. Pyruvate can be further degraded, first through a step here, then through a TCA cycle, all the way to CO2. Okay? So that's the big picture, and now we can. Again, three regulated steps. Two pyruvates from glucose. In under anaerobic conditions, you produce lactate instead, and the NADH is used there. So here again, the I'm, I'm going to go through. This is we've already covered that. I want to get started really on at least a couple of enzymes. So. Uh, I just want to tell you that you have an energy investment phase, which is which means you have to use up energy in the uh in these steps to activate glucose. And that energy is used up in the form of ATP. You're gonna add a phosphate first on glucose to the sixth position. Second, you're going to isomerize, you change this, this is goes from a six member uh Pyranoside to a five-member furanoside, which is fructose. Fructose, 6-phosphate, that's an isomerization. You haven't lost anything. You just reorganize the molecule. And then you use another ATP to add a, another phosphate at the one position of fructose. And this is really the activated... Molecule that will be used in the energy producing phase of glycolysis. Okay? So the energy investment phase uses 2 ATP. The energy payoff will produce 4 ATPs, 2 NADHs. So your net will be 2 ATPs and 2 NADHs plus 2 pyruvates. Okay.